This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. When you're selling to someone online, the name of the game is ease of sale. You never want to make the transaction hard, just like you never want to make it tough for a customer or potential customer to find you. So how do you create a frictionless experience from search to final sale? The answer is to use data as your guiding light. We look to see what is being searched and then we will prioritize and change things so that we can make it easier for our members to find those things because we all know from personal experience that when you have to click, click, click to try to get to some information by that time, you're probably saying, I'll just find it somewhere else. That's Deidre Davis, CMO of MSU FCU. And on this episode of Marketing Trends, Deidre discusses how MSU FCU uses its data to continually optimize the customer experience. Plus, Deidre talks about why personalized customer experiences are a driving force for her company and the perceived challenges credit unions face as an industry, especially from a marketing perspective. Enjoy this episode. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. We bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends. And today we are joined by special guest, Deidre. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. We are excited to learn about all things marketing at uh, MSU FCU and uh, in your background. So first, how did you get started in marketing? Well, kind of a, a little bit of a, I'd say a path that had a few turns in it. So I originally had started college studying interior design and the um, school that I was going to, the program unfortunately lost its accreditation during my sophomore year. So at that time, I kind of had to reevaluate what I wanted for my future. And um, thankfully, I had always had a desire or a, I guess a, a like in regards to marketing and advertising, but hadn't really uh, researched those and looked into them a lot. And so I then switched uh, universities and the professor I had in the very first intro to marketing class, her name is Moan Lee Lee. She had such a, a really fabulous way of bringing the topic of marketing and why it's so impactful and what a difference it makes that I just fell in love with it. And from that very first class going forward, I knew marketing is absolutely where I wanted to be. And so flash forward to today, tell us a little bit about your current role. So um, in my current role, I am responsible for, for all marketing and communication strategy, and I help to implement those through my team. I'm fortunate that we have a, a pretty large team, so about 20 individuals. And um, through all of those different strategies, we help to um, solve and address the different strategic and um, tactical business initiatives and opportunities that come our way. And so our department is responsible for anything to do with marketing and external communication. So whether it's different campaigns, media buying, market research, um, web and mobile content, um, external public relation campaigns and communications, social media, print and digital delivery of those marketing messages any kind of content or external individuals to see basically comes out of our marketing and communications department. And so, and what does, uh, what does your team look like? Uh, so there are um, about 20 of us on the team. 
and different positions from those who handle digital um, responsibilities to those that handle more traditional. And so we have um, kind of two teams, I'd say, where it is the digital versus traditional. But when I use the word versus, they absolutely work hand in hand together to make sure we have a really cohesive marketing strategy and plan that's put into the into the marketplace. And um, we also have communications and so public relations as well as corporate communications are in the in the department. And we always have a couple interns. So we're really fortunate being so close to MSU. And then additionally, we actually have another brand, which is Oakland University Credit Union. And um, again, because of the proximity, we're so fortunate to have students from each of those universities that are able to intern with us. And what I think is really phenomenal about our organization is the work that our interns do. It's real work that has real impact. So we don't have them um, necessarily, you know, filing things and stuffing envelopes and so forth, like, you know, interns of days past, but really doing impactful work that helps move our credit union forward and helps our members and other employees. And then, of course, it helps them as well because it helps build their resumes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. What an advantageous place to be to get to get some top talent there. Yes, it really is. So, um, you know, this is your your second stint as a as a CMO, and you've been working in finance for a little while. Any any ways that you went into this role a little different than previously? Well, I would say that because this is my second um, credit union that I've been at, and so the first one I also as you uh, mentioned, was CMO when I left there, but I started there as the marketing assistant, which is a really an entry-level position. And so I was there about 14 years. The first time I was CMO, it was also at a credit union. So in some ways, there were really a lot of similarities. And as a matter of fact, that credit union also was an education-based credit union. So the, the individuals that they served are students, faculty, staff, and alumni. And so there were a lot of similarities. And at both credit unions, it was really important to be able to tell the story of what credit unions are and how they help um, members and potential members, because that's one thing that, that I have found throughout the years is people don't really understand what credit unions are or that they could, in fact, open an account at a credit union. So sometimes they're viewed as really kind of collections of people that belong to a, a specific, maybe it's employer. And they don't realize that a lot more people can join those credit unions um, than they might have thought. And so, so I think in coming to this uh, credit union that has that, that same or had that same challenge that it was facing, I was really looking at how to tell that story maybe a little bit differently. And um, so here, I think that because this is a larger credit union than the one that I had come from, we have more resources and more of an ability to tell that story about how credit unions really can impact one's life and how you can join and really tell the story of our superior service, how we make our members money, how we save our members money, and then ultimately how we can educate the members so that they can achieve their, their dreams. And then in doing so, being able to tell that story a little more broadly, I think that it's definitely been more focused on data, digital, and the member experience as a whole. So as an industry marketing, that is, um, we're no longer able just to push information to audiences, but rather they're pulling that information that they, that they want. And so 
how we were even getting information to people has changed a lot. And so really putting the member experience or customer experience first, I think, um, has been a big difference in communication. And so looking at it always from the member's perspective on how we want to communicate and what we want to communicate. And then I would add in that, um, of course, over this past year, um, we've been really um, forced to become more agile, more innovative to help our members. And so that digital communication has been really important because for many months we weren't seeing the number of people in our branches that we would normally see. And that's a, a big communication channel for us. And so we had to overcome that and figure out exactly how do we communicate with members to let them know everything that they need to know during, you know, especially during that such a tumultuous time as during this pandemic. Yeah, that's, it's really fascinating. I mean, I think that, you know, based off of my time uh, in the military and, uh, and I think the, the first, you know, first thing I joined up when I was, when I was in the military was, was with a, a credit union. I don't think I knew at the time as like an 18 year old, like what that meant. Right. Yeah. And it kind of seems like it, it's, it's, um, and now you see a little bit more advertising for it. You see more marketing around credit unions and like why that would matter and like what it means. Yes. Yeah. What are, what are some of the challenges in, in bringing those, those messages to, uh, to the market? And I, I know you touched on it a little bit, but it just seems like kind of that classic confusion equals no sale. They don't really know what the differentiator is. Right. Exactly. And that's the bottom line. So a lot of credit unions have a name that might be both a benefit um, to the organization, as well as it can be a bit of an obstacle to those who maybe say MSU Federal Credit Union. So you may think, oh, that's only for people that are associated with MSU. So whether it's a student, a faculty, et cetera. But in actuality, probably almost everyone in the state of Michigan could qualify for membership, but people don't realize that. So they don't even know to ask the question. And so, so there's that kind of um, obstacle that, that credit unions face. And then also, I think oftentimes credit unions are viewed as maybe not being as technologically advanced as some of the other financial institutions. And um, while that might be the, the case for some credit unions, it's also the same case for some banks. And so I think sometimes credit unions will be painted with kind of that broad stroke that they don't have the technology um, that's necessary to do whatever someone wants to do. So whether that's using a mobile app or, you know, paying their, their, friend for pizza last night, you know, whatever it happens to be. And so that's, um, that's a, a kind of a, one of those um, myths that we try to, to bust. And so the credit union industry as a whole has identified some of those different things and is, like you said, trying to have a, a much bigger presence. And so one thing that's really neat about credit unions is how collaborative they are. And so if another credit union that was down the street from us reached out and had questions about maybe it was a promotion we did or maybe a lending program or something in our software on the back end, we would absolutely sit down with them and share that information because we want the entire credit union industry as a whole to be successful. And so um, because of, of that cooperative attitude, we've been, I think, over the past several years, but certainly the, the most recent years, We've been successful in getting that message out about credit unions because all credit unions, or I should say virtually all throughout the United States, 
will um, put money together in order to put on an ad campaign. And so that will run, you know, maybe you, your contribution is X dollars as an organization, as a credit union, and you might not see that advertising those dollars necessarily right in your market, but they'll be in your state. And so they're helping the credit union movement to literally move forward. And so, so that's something that I think has been really, really neat to see and be a part of um, just that collaboration. Cause I don't think there are a lot of other industries that exist where, where you will literally give anyone else in your industry, like all of your secrets so that they too can be successful. Yeah. That's really cool. Are there things that like other, you know, marketing leaders that you talk to your peers that they're particularly, you know, worried about or, or see as, as challenges as well? Um, so I would definitely say it's communicating with um, individuals again about how they can become members. But I think also it comes down to that fear that people might think that we're not technologically advanced. And so it's really great to be able to to tell our story. And we do that in a variety of ways, but to let people know, you know, all the security measures we have in place, all the technology that we have at our members' fingertips and available. And so so I would say that something that um, my peers and myself, we talk about is how do we educate, um, even if they're already our members, we'll have um, someone say, you know, oh, I had no idea you offered mortgages and we've offered mortgages. You know, I, I don't honestly know the date off the top of my head, but it's many, many years. So that constant reinforcing of our messages is so important. And so, so I think that's probably something that we as an industry and amongst peers really struggle with is how do we consistently tell that message in a way that really sinks in? And, and of course, it's true. You know that you have to just continually repeat. And, and I think that number of touch points now and the number of times that someone hears a message has risen from, you know, seven or eight to, you know, between 14 and 16. So people need to hear the same message over and over even more often. And um, coupled with that, um, I think people's attention spans also are, are getting shorter. And so that's making it a little bit more difficult for that message to sink in because, you know, they're not even hearing the whole message each time. Is there like a certain type of, you know, for like, let's say mortgage, for example, where like there's, you have like a clear advantage on, on certain things that you can do as a credit union. And like those things just aren't really like common knowledge. It just seems like a lot of that stuff is, you know, the financial landscape is so confusing <laughs> that, um, that it's like people just, you know, like a, a mortgage is so different from a, or, you know, a home loan is so different from a credit card that it's like, it's, it's two completely different, you know, products that you're promoting there. And so you kind of get a, a little bit of, uh, you know, overwhelming messaging when it comes to, you know, being the best place to go for a home loan versus a credit card or something like that. In regards to mortgages specifically, that is something that I think that oftentimes a member or a potential member, so a member is like a customer, might not realize that we offer mortgages because that's one of those more complex um, products. And so I think, again, that sometimes people have a viewpoint of credit unions that they're not as technologically advanced. They don't offer those complex products and so forth. And so we've really done a lot over the past um, couple years to change that in, in our, at least our marketplaces, um, 
knowing that we offer mortgages. And so just to give you an example of a campaign that we did, so we're really well known in our area for our community give back. And we were everywhere. We our employees are everywhere. And of course, you know, with COVID, obviously the landscape is a little bit different. But generally speaking, we are donating millions of dollars to help support our communities because we know that stronger communities make stronger places to to live, work, um, visit for those coming from out of town and so forth. And so one campaign that we held, we didn't have it this year just because our our mortgages were, we were so busy that we couldn't really handle any additional volume. But the prior two years, we teamed up with the Capital Area Humane Society and um, that's a shelter for for animals. And um, we had a get a home, give a home promotion. And so when anyone um, qualified and um, closed on a mortgage with us, then we paid the adoption fee for them to adopt a new um, furry friend to have in their home. And if they, um, for whatever reason, did not want to adopt a new pet, then we um, donated that dollar amount to the Capillary Humane Societies. But that was really a fun way because it tied in so much of what we do in giving back to the community. But then also it really highlighted um, the Humane Society and the positive work that they do. And then it was really kind of feel good because who doesn't like to see, you know, a cute cat or dog, you know, on a billboard or, you know, a digital ad or, or whatever it was. And so that was a lot of fun. And that really, I think, helped to propel our, our mortgage business forward because suddenly people were realizing that, oh, you know, they also do mortgages. And so we, um, it's not that we didn't do mortgages before that and even have um, solid business, but, but now we're just crazy busy. And so that was definitely part of that. So I'd say um, mortgages are something that, that credit unions often, people might not think their credit union handles mortgages, but definitely um, if you're in the market for one, take a look at your credit union. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, it's just such a, it's such a tricky road. I, the reason why I say I've, I've been down uh, the mortgage road for, for the past year and it's just there's so much, there's so much confusion kind of in the space and all sorts of different uh, things to look at. And you don't you know, necessarily think of, uh, of, of a credit union to, to come to mind like right away, you know? Right, right. A year seems like a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I, what's going on with that? Is there not a home you found yet? It's a long time. I mean, it's the Bay Area. So, oh, okay. you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, one of the most real expensive real estate markets in the world. And uh, it's pretty, pretty volatile. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you mentioned data earlier. Uh, obviously, there's been an explosion of data over the last few years. You know, how are you thinking about data? Um, what, what sort of insights are you taking from that? So we're really fortunate here at the credit union that we have a, a business intelligence area that um, helps us in regards to data and um, figuring out, you know, what we can do with that and and what different information we can glean out of that data. And so I think some of the things that we've been able to do with it are in regards to some promotions that some of them are just fun promotions. So um, for example, National Dog Day was now, I think it's been about two months or so ago, but we were able to um, look at those individuals who had used their debit or credit cards at a pet store in the previous couple months and um, send out an opportunity for them to stop by any of our branches. And again, it was um, during COVID, but our branches are open. And 
we want, we love to see members in our branches. So a lot of financial institutions are looking at ways to close branches and we absolutely do not want to do that. And so we wanted to let everyone know, you know, our branches are open, come, come in, you're welcome to come in and all the um, safety protocols are in place and so forth. So we invited them to stop in to um, get a, a free dog um, or cat collar for that matter. And um, so that was kind of, you know, just something, uh, not a deep dive, let's say, into data, but something that we could we could use in a fun way. And again, um, I feel silly, this is a second animal promotion I mentioned, but, and we don't just do animal promotions, but we do love animals here at the credit union. Yeah, totally. That's fun. <laughs> so, um, so that was really fun. And then something else we're, we're looking at, um, we have a Visa Signature credit card and it offers 3% cash back on grocery purchases. It offers other cash back on other categories, but the grocery purchases earn 3% cash back. And so we're looking at, um, you know, how, if we looked at, again, the data and, and looked at the merchant category code of grocery stores, we could likely tell someone, um, well, you've spent $700 at the grocery in the last, um, you know, one week, whatever it is, one month, whatever, and how much cash back they could be earning. If, and to, so to compare that either if they have a different one of our cards where they're earning less cash back or maybe they don't have one of our cards, so they're not earning any. So looking at how they, they use their cards and um, seeing how, again, we could benefit them because, you know, some people might look at that, well, you're just selling a credit card, but really we're helping our members to earn money. So they're already spending that money at the grocery store. So if we can help them get money back, then it's really a benefit to them to use the card that we offer. We've also looked at the data in regards to, um, you know, for auto loans. So if we saw someone who has used a card at an auto repair store or auto repair location, you know, more than a certain number of times in a certain period of time, then maybe their car is getting on its last legs and things like that. And so we'll use data in that regard. And then also we use it a lot when we're looking at um, onboarding people to the credit union. So when they're opening um, new accounts and um, looking at what they're bringing over, what accounts they're opening in the first, um, you know, weeks of that account, first 30 days, 90 days, et cetera and um, use data that we have to help present different products and services to them at different points. And then something similar to that would be life stage messaging, where we really, um, based on different life stages that our members are in, we educate them based on what would be typical to a person in that particular life stage. And then um, again, to see where there's a fit. So we try to, to use data in a multitude of ways. I think that in the coming year, we'll probably be doing a much better job because of that innovation um, team that I had mentioned um, that this year we literally created a, a new team in the organization that only looks at um, innovation products and that ranges in a variety of different ways. So whether it's something specific to marketing or it could be um, something in accounting, but but they're innovation projects and they're able, I think, to, to really put the time forth to study things and see how they can benefit the different areas of the credit union. And so I think that 
in a year from now, we'll be a lot further ahead. But I think that we've made some great strides in the last year or two as well. Yeah, I love that that innovation group. That's so cool. Obviously, that seems like there was a bunch of personalization stuff involved in in uh, in how you do that um, and how you think about it. Are there other things that that like personalization and and things that you can do in the future that can really like narrow in on that customer journey? Yes. So, so we're actually in the process of implementing a marketing automation um, software. And so we're so excited because we're probably within about a month, but it's been several months we've been working on this implementation. So that is really going to help us, um, like you mentioned, with the personalization, but also it's going to help us to connect different behaviors of individuals. So whether it's on email or our website, um, social media, even um, text communication that, you know, is either initiated with us or that we initiate so that we'll be able to, to send messages that have that dynamic personalized content, but also we'll be able to generate ads that appear, you know, for that right person at the right time. And so um, I could give an example. And so say that we send an email about auto loans to a member and the member clicks that link they become a trackable lead for those auto loans. And now that she is a trackable lead within our system, say that she is at that point entered into um, a drip campaign. So she's receiving a series of emails about auto loans that goes on, you know, for a prescribed amount of time. And then say that maybe a month or two later, she's on our website and she checks out the mortgage page. Well, then because she's a trackable lead, then we're able to automatically have a mortgage drip campaign start. And so all of that automation will happen um, silly um, automatically and allows us to implement that strategy without us having to hit, you know, send on every single message, email, campaign, social media post. So we, we know that in about a month when we go live with this, that we're not going live with everything at once. So so we're, we're implementing a kind of crawl, walk, run series so that we can make sure to do everything correctly. But we're really excited again for when we look six months into the future, we think that we're really going to be um, leaps and bounds ahead of where we are today. How do you think about content and, and creating content for those sort of uh, campaigns? Yeah. So thankfully within our department, we have a couple individuals that are really really fabulous in regards to to writing and creating content. And so as a whole, our department knows that we we would rather educate some somebody about something than than sell any day of the week. So none of us in the marketing department or I'd say in our entire organization really look at what we're doing as selling, but it's really to help the individual, the the member themselves. So because of that, I think everybody is able to look at it from their own lens and maybe what it was like to the first time they um, maybe financed a car or the first time they bought a house. And so I think that everyone in our department, again, I'd say in our organization, really feels so good about the ability that they have individually and collectively to positively impact our members' lives by simply educating them about products and services to help save them money, to help them, you know, make money if they're maybe they have their, you know, a lot of money, let's say in a savings account and it's not earning anything, you know, how can we um, help them earn more? And so I think because there's really that motivation of helping our members learn that there's not 
as much pressure, let's say that, that they're like, we have to sell. It's like, no, we, we don't. We just need to tell our story and we need to show our members how helpful, you know, whether it's how to e-deposit a check so that they don't have to go to the branch if they don't want to in the middle of a pandemic. So whatever it is, we're really educating. And so, so in regards to how we generate content, we're looking at it through that lens of what always what's best for the member. Can I say that uh, I love that you have on your website the routing number and the SWIFT code uh, right on the website <laughs> because that is something that is always so annoying to find um, for any place. You're so right. And it's so funny. It is our number one search data. <laughs> so. There you go. So yeah, see, that is, talk about taking insights from data. Number one search data. I was just going to say, I should have mentioned that when you talked about data. So yes. We absolutely, on our website, we look to see what is um, being searched and then we will prioritize and change things so that we can make it easier for our members to find those things. Because we all know, again, from personal experience, that when you have to click, click, click to try to get to some information by that time, you're probably saying, I'll just find it somewhere else. And we don't want our members to leave our branches or our sites or um, when they're calling, any of it. Who's Fran? Fran is our first um, digital... Uh, virtual assistant, I, I think is the right word, but a chatbot. And so she is named that after our first, our first manager. Formerly, the title of manager would be what is a CEO or president now. And so our first manager was um, Fran Lesniski. And so we unveiled Fran, the chatbot, and um, she helps our members with a variety of different kind of simple things right now because she's still learning. And so it's, I don't know if you had seen on our website, but sometimes you'll see that she's in training. And so she's learning new skills and we do have a fallback. So if she struggles with anything, it goes immediately to um, one of our employees to assist, but she helps with things frequently asked questions like what's her routing number and um, where's the nearest ATM. And then general inquiries. But again, we're, we're consistently and continually building her knowledge to enhance that even more. One of my favorite military officers, general inquiries. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had to put that in. <laughs> I loved it. So uh, I know you mentioned a, a few of your, your favorite uh, animal-related uh, campaigns recently. Do you have any other uh, campaigns that you've run? And either, either at, uh, at MSU Federal Credit Union or... Um, or previous in your career, any favorite campaigns? Uh, gosh, there's so many. It's hard to, to boil down, but I, I will say that in March or April of this year, what we saw was that there were so many people that were really scared, as I'm sure you can understand that, but they, in particular, scared in regards to their finances because they didn't know what was going on. And a lot of people could recall 2008 and what that was like. And so they were, I think from a financial standpoint, it was really reminiscent of that time. And so we were able to put together some um, messaging that was specific about the safety and security of um, their funds at the credit union. And we were able to let uh, people know that if they'd been impacted financially by COVID and they needed our support, that we were here and we had dedicated programs. And so we put together um, some billboards that that again, they weren't salesy. I, I have chills just talking about them because it, I think they really were effective and helpful to people. And um, so we had some billboards, we had um, some 
TV commercials and then some videos also that were, you know, playing on different platforms. And um, I think that I realized like, wow, this is really the right message at the right time when we had a couple of the local, uh, the local newspaper reached out and then one of the local television stations to ask if they could use that precise video content on their sites. And, and, you know, still it was branded with us and everything, but they said, we think that the message is so solid in this, in that it really calms people down and lets them know, you know, we're in this together. We're, it's all right. Don't pull your money out. Don't put it under your, you know, mattress. Um, You know, don't make rash decisions right now, but just kind of hold the course. If you need help, reach out, whether it was, you know, to our financial institution or whatever other one help was available. And so, so I think that was really an impactful campaign. You know, it wasn't that we were, you know, I, I don't have numbers necessarily to say what it equated to, but the general impact, I think, and oh, and then I forgot our, our actual um, public television, they then um, had reached out also about doing uh, featuring us in a campaign that they did, and it was it was again to kind of further that same message because we just could tell you know people were so on edge they just didn't know and so I would say that is something I'm definitely proud of because of the the positive impact that it had on not just our members but our members our employees and the community as a whole and it really showed I think that the responsibility that a financial institution has in its community because so many people look to financial institutions to do the right thing. And so I think that we were able to, to be kind of a beacon for so many during that time. And I, I, I'm really proud of that. Looking forward, what, uh, what are you excited about for, uh, for 2021? Um, what are some of the, you know, channels that you're, you're looking to invest in? What are some of the, uh, uh, marketing tools and and stuff like what do you uh, what are you fired up for? Oh gosh, <laughs> so many things. <laughs> Maybe a regular football season next next year. That would be a yeah. great place to start. That is a great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> but since that wouldn't be till August or September, I suppose we could do um, things things earlier in the year. So I think that I the one uh, maybe marketing. Uh, strategy that I'm really um, pumped up, up about is OTT. So I, we don't have all the money in the world because you know we are not a huge conglomerate. So we have to be very careful with our funds. And so we started advertising using OTT this year. And so that has been um, something that I think has been really successful in regards to the the various communities and and audiences we've used it with. And so I'm really excited to see how we could use that more going forward. So some there's some live streaming that, or some streaming, I should say, that only national, very large national advertisers can be a part of. And so I'm hopeful that that will change in the coming year or years to give other organizations a chance to be seen on those same platforms. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And then um, we recently introduced, reintroduced, I should say, actually a podcast. So we used to do a podcast here um, for several years and then just its popularity kind of declined. And so we started that back up within the year of 2020. And that's been really great. And so it's actually put together out of our financial education department, but our marketing team does a lot to help promote that. And so that's one of our focuses for 2021 is 
to help get that more um, visible to, to many more individuals. So I'm excited about that. And then this year, I was really surprised by, I, I guess I shouldn't have been, you know, once you know the reasons, but, um, you know, traditional advertising television was really a good performer for us. And I think a lot of that had to do with there were so many people that were at home and they were very interested in news as opposed to just watching, you know, Hulu and Netflix and so forth. They wanted real-time live news. And so so we were, um, you know, did a lot of advertising in those. And when I say advertising, a lot of it was more of those, the messaging to, to kind of calm people down. But so I think that going forward, I'm interested to see what continues to happen in regards to TV because I don't know, was this year an anomaly? It still is to me, an excellent performer, but I'm interested to see, you know, how that changes going forward. Anything that you want to talk about that we haven't touched on? Anything kind of digital related is definitely something that, that we are wanting to be a part of or are a part of. And so, um, of course, digital marketing, it's been around for a, a long time, but I think there's a lot of new innovative ways that we can look at digital marketing and as well as just digital services for our members. And then of course, when we have the services, it's letting the members know about those. And so um, I mentioned that the innovation um, group that we launched, it's called the lab. And what we do with that is we um, prototype basically um, six week stints um, where there's a team of about 10 to 12 individuals on that they work through whatever it is, they prototype it, and then they present it. And then it's decided at that point, does it become a project or is it deemed that it's not a project? And so, so they're, um, they come together in what's called the lab at MSUFCU. And so they're really um, identifying um, anything that is an opportunity for innovation and then moving that forward through the pilots and um, testing those. And so I think the willingness to explore new things is important and something that thankfully our organization is really on board with. So we want to change things all the time, not just for the sake of change, but we always want to make things better. And so I think when you look at marketing, um, you know, even if you have something that has always worked really well, like how could it work even better by just tweaking it a little bit maybe. And so, so I think that's something that you know, would be maybe my um, final thought is that um, just keep evolving everything that you're doing. Let's get into our lightning round. These questions are fast and easy. Just like marketing with Salesforce, you can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM. That is Salesforce. Check them out. They've been with us since the very, very, very beginning of marketing trends. And we love them dearly for that. Go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more. Lightning round. Deidre, are you ready? <laughs> I don't feel ready, but I'm ready. <laughs> Number one, what is your favorite football play of all time? Oh, the flea flicker. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a particular football memory that's your, uh, that stands out to you? Uh, let's see. Um, at my former credit union, we um, got to have one of the Heisman trophies at one of our branches for about a week and we invited our members in to get their photo taken. So it wasn't necessarily a memory of a football game, but that was so neat to see how many people were just in awe to be able to stand next to and touch a Heisman trophy. So I really love that. That is cool. 
Do you have a favorite book or podcast uh, that you've been checking out recently? Let's see. I was just looking behind me because there's I'm reading Trillion Dollar Coach. Oh, interesting. Yes. And it's by I'm so bad with books. I can't ever remember um, their there, like, I'm so bad with book names, titles, authors, anything like that. But Trillion Dollar Coach is um, the the book that I'm reading right this second. By Alan Eagle, Eric Schmidt, and Jonathan Rosenberg. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I want to check that out. I, I haven't. Um, I haven't yet. But uh, it's on my it's on my to do list. Yeah, it's a good book for sure. And then Marketing Trends is my favorite podcast. Oh, come now. Well. Truth be told, I have a very short commute, so I don't listen to podcasts that much, but I have listened to yours more than probably any other podcast, so I really wasn't telling a lie. Wonderful. <laughs> well, always great to hear that. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. And we appreciate you coming on today, and you're not going to get out of the, the rest of our lighting round here. Do you have a best <laughs> advice for a first-time CMO? I would say to really partner with the different areas within the organization that you'll be responsible for marketing. And so I meet at least monthly with the divisional head for whether it's lending or deposits or um, uh, digital, whatever it is, so that we can really talk about what's coming up. And I'm really a partner of theirs. And so so I would say um, make those connections and really um, learn what it is that, that you'll be marketing about. And those individuals will certainly appreciate that attention that you're giving them and and I think it will make your life so much easier and your job that much easier too. If you weren't in marketing, what do you think you'd be doing? Definitely something design related. But what when I had mentioned that I started in interior design, so probably something along those lines. My brother's an architect and my dad is a builder. And so I think it probably comes naturally. And then I really like organization as well. So if I didn't need to make any money and just was doing, I could be one of those um, closet organizers that they come in your home and just make everything beautiful. <laughs> yeah, well, we need more of those. That is for sure. <laughs> that is an under uh, underappreciated skill. I know I need it in my household. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, uh, I feel like I handed the ball off to you and you got to throw it right back to me for this flea flicker of an episode. This was super fun. Um, <laughs> thanks so much, Deidre. This has been great. Obviously, our listeners go check out msufcu.org to learn more. You can you can check out the routing number and Swift code right on the website and uh, uh, talk to Fran uh, <laughs> and, and learn more about uh, Michigan State University Federal Credit Union. Any Anything else? No, that's great. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here with you. Awesome. Take care. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce, we bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing.
you have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.